Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean for Friday. First with yesterday's news, I am Glenn ZB. We're looking back at Thursday, and this morning, this terrible uh, death in the countdown supermarket. Uh, we're going to have to discuss this. Uh, how to use meth, uh, all the instructions you could ever uh, need and ask for, uh, and uh, which temperature is the correct temperature for the consumption of pizza. So another sort of how-to guide there. Uh, before any of that, uh, Megan Woods wants to, to give some petrol companies the uh, how-to guide on how to price their petrol. Minister, are you convinced uh, by any of the arguments BP has put up? Look, um, BP certainly offered me an explanation, but look, it's fair to say that I remain as unconvinced as I was when I first read the MB report about the whole of the industry, um, that I can't be sure that people aren't paying over the odds for their petrol when they go to the pump. And this is exactly why we've cracked on in the first six months, um, got the amendments we need to the Commerce Commission on the floor of the House and are changing that so we can have a proper look at this. All right, so the Commerce Commission will get the power to investigate and they will control all of this? Well, the Commerce Commission at the moment um, doesn't have any ability to compel. So one of the changes that we've made in the... um the reports that came out at the end of last year and the middle of last year too um, pointed the fact that in order to properly look at this, we had to give market study powers to the Commerce Commission. So we've made that one of our priorities to do in the first six months and have got that. Um, it's going through its first reading at the moment, actually. Right. So what explanation did BP give you for its pricing strategy? Well, the explanation they gave me is um, this is the way the industry works. Um, they, they told me that it wasn't something that was confined to this particular area of New Zealand. Um, and look, I have no reason to believe that this is confined to BP. Who I do have to say um, has actually been a company that has cooperated um, with MB when we have been doing these other reports. Um, so this really does go to the need to have a look at this industry-wide um, piece of work and to make sure that, that New Zealanders are being treated, treated fairly. Yeah, I mean, as much as I would rather pay less for petrol uh, it just it sort of seems like they're just trying to make some money you know like any company but like yeah that's not fair is it companies just going out there and making money they have to do what's fair for the customers at all times uh, and it, what's very unfair is the uh, countdown security guard who was felled uh, by a single punch apparently by somebody who was on bail uh, a young person, no less. I was just looking at some correspondence from three years ago I had sent to Judith Collins and the area commander about that very supermarket and the problems that exist in there. Um, there's a group of youth that, and that probably vary, that intimidate staff and the public at that supermarket. And the problem that the community faces is people like me can't get involved. Um, you can't you can't step in and help because that's the sort of thing that might happen to you. And with the age of these people, that's you that ends up in trouble. Yeah. And well, it's also people... it's, it's that whole Good Samaritan ethic that used to be part of New Zealand, but we've had too many Good Samaritans who've ended up losing their lives as well. Well, that was a point that I'd made at the time was that that guy Ernest Hemming a few years ago went to the help of someone that was in trouble yeah. and was a New Zealander of the year. Yeah. If I go to help someone in that supermarket, that very supermarket, yeah. and touch a sixteen-year-old youth, I'd end up in prison. And that's the problem that we face here, that we can't get involved. We can't even help because the law is on the side of the offenders. So what do you want, the ability to allow vigilantes? Well, I don't know the answer. I, don't, I actually don't know the answer to it because I don't want to get killed getting involved in those things. But I think we do need to be tougher on crime because 
there's an, there's an element in this country that no one likes, and that we can, and it seems like the law and the community can't do anything about it, and it's a very dangerous situation. Far out. Sounds like there's some pretty um, full-on supermarkets out there. Um, it's uh, Friday is supermarket shopping day for me. Um, I've got to say I'm just a little bit ner- more nervous about it than I usually am, and I'm usually pretty nervous about it, to be fair. Um, maybe there's something I could take to calm me down. Meth probably isn't it, though. It's important to remember that this pamphlet is for students taking the health course as part of their learnings around methamphetamine use in New Zealand and the negative effect of it on users. It is not for all students. In context, on the whole, it's about educating around the dangers of drugs. The Drug Foundation applauds this approach. And I do too, actually. I believe educating young people is a better alternative to preaching abstinence. The slogan birthed in the 80s of just say no is all well and good for a catchy little phrase, but it's not working. We undeniably have a meth problem in New Zealand. Pretending it doesn't exist won't make it go away, nor will telling kids to just say no. That's too simplistic a message. In America, they're doing this with 15 and 16-year-olds, uh, running drug safety as part of the curriculum, a more sort of modern approach, which they claim is more effective in educating people uh, and, and giving students some science behind the arguments rather than just scaring them off. They believe equipping them with the tools helps minimise harm. Presenting facts to teenagers also gives educators the option of targeting their unique behaviours, maybe acknowledging the reckless and impulsive tendencies of adolescents and encouraging them to take responsibility for those actions. Education may also help teenagers who are ever in a situation surrounded by drug use to effectively deal with it, to recognise symptoms, to potentially even save a life. Teenagers, by their very nature, will not just abstain from things because we tell them to. Unfortunately, if only that was the case. They need to be educated enough themselves to have a reason why. Hmm, Okay, these are good points. Um, I'm kind of on board with what Kate's saying there. Education... Uh, is better than ignorance and it's empowering. Uh, does Leighton Smith agree? There was a story a couple of days ago about how, how um, prevalent it is in Northland. And kids are turning up at school. At, at least, you remember the, it was only a couple of days back, do you remember the, uh, the, the principal of the school said, there's at least one family in every class. Sounds like they were allocated to me. But one family in every class uh, where, where the kids are using pee and even bringing it to school and using it. So don't you think that those kids deserve to know how to use it properly? I mean, after all, um, it, it might be illegal, it might be bad, it might be wrong, it might be um, addictive, the most addictive of all. But if you're going to do it, then give them instructions. Tell them how to do it safely. Here's another question. Is, there, is, is it appropriate? Is it appropriate is it right that they're having for whatever reason discussions on drugs in schools because if you're going to have discussion on drugs in schools on p and meth in particular in this case then surely you've got to have it balanced you've got to say well you it's best not to do it but if you're going to here it here it goes that's how you do it because we don't want you getting dead you know yeah that's true we don't want you getting dead uh, I'm not quite sure. Was he for against instructions on how to use meth safely? Um, I, I was mildly entertained by one caller, Leighton Head, yesterday, uh, who seemed to think that her kids were never ever going to come anywhere near drugs or know anything about drugs unless the school 
brought it up. And she then went on to compare the fact that she never knew anything about masturbation until she went to school and was told about it at school. And I wasn't quite sure if she was meaning that we should be masturbating instead of taking drugs. I mean, maybe we should. I, I, don't, I don't know. It's, it's often quite complex, uh, the talkback subjects on Leighton Smith's show. You should give it a go if you haven't. Um, it's same with Marcus. I mean, for example, they were discussing the correct temperature to eat pizza at yesterday. Uh, they've clearly had a party at work today. And they've left me a pizza box full of five different bits of pizza. From Hell's Pizza in a pizza box. So my initial question for you would be, if you're left in the fridge with three-hour-old with three pizza and you had a seven-minute break at the end of every hour, this is a Hell's Pizza. I don't know if that's good or not. I think it's probably slightly more upmarket than Domino's. Would you eat it cold, which has always been so disappointing in the past, or would you do two or three minutes in the micro? I've never used a microwave. It just worries me if I put it two or three minutes in the micro. It, uh, rather than being cold and greasy, it would be soft, hot and greasy. Should I just bin the whole shooting ma- match or a secondhand pizza often better once it's been microed? If you could tell me that, that would make me feel better about my 10 o'clock snack. It's a good question. It's a good discussion. Um, I mean, obviously, you should eat all pizza, any pizza, anywhere, anytime. I mean, this is my religion you're talking about, so just be careful. Um, but I am, I still, even after all these years and all the pizzas I've eaten, I'm still a little bit undecided. I sometimes feel like the leftover pizza should be eaten cold and not tried to be reconstituted in any way. Um, it's just a theory. I'm... I'm I'm going to do a lot more research on it. I, I, it's my life's work, I think. I and Glenn ZB, I might do some more research on it this weekend. That has been News Talk ZB, and I'll see you back here again with the weekend edition on Monday.